Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Slice by Hurry, the show where the team at Hurry give you marketing insights, hints, and tips that will help you to improve your results right now. I'm Stevie Langford, and in today's podcast, we're going to discuss the three key actions of your market segmentation strategy checklist. We also have associated guides, videos, blogs, and infographics that can all be found at www.hurry.co. So here we go. This market segmentation strategy checklist will help you to learn the fundamental features that are integral to making your strategy a success. So let's dive right in with the first point in our market segmentation strategy checklist. Number one, set your objective. Objectives go hand in hand with your goals. In fact, your objectives are what help you to achieve your goals. They underpin your strategy by providing a set of realistic, purposeful aims that help you to reach your target. Your objectives should be smart. Now that doesn't mean they need to be super intelligent, although of course they can be. Smart means that your objectives need to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. We'll go through each of those right now. So specific, ask yourself, what do you want to accomplish and what does that entail? This means, what resources do you need and what are your limitations? Having vague objectives leaves you and your team vulnerable to mistakes, amongst other things. When your objectives are specific, both you and your team will have the same vision and purpose in mind, making your objectives and therefore your goals far more manageable and achievable. Measurable. You need to be able to measure and gauge your objectives to know from the very start that they're achievable so that you don't waste your time, efforts and resources. You also need measurable objectives so that you know throughout the process that you're making the correct actions and decisions and that you're on the right path to accomplishing your overall goals. Here's an example of a goal versus an objective. A goal would be improved leads. An objective would be an increase of form completions by 5% in the first quarter. Then we come to achievable. We live in the real world, and in the real world, having great ambitions is one thing that helps to drive success. But we only get to see that success if we are able to achieve those all-important objectives. For example, if you don't have the time, budget, resources, energy, or the desire to carry out your objectives, then you'll never reach your goal. So don't aim low, but also be sure that you and the business have what it takes to achieve your goals. Realistic. Is this objective worthwhile? Is it the right time? Is it relevant in the current social or economic environment? It's important for you to assess whether your goals and objectives are realistic. Say, for example, you have this innovative idea to create a never-before-seen winter walking boot. It has all the best features of snow and hiking boots, but more. The only problem is you're trying to push it locally and your business is located in a very hot, sunny area. This goal is not realistic. It would be realistic if you were willing to ship the product to more appropriate locations or if your shoe brand created products for hotter climates. In order to achieve your overall goal, you must be realistic in your thoughts, actions and processes. And last in our list of SMART objectives, is time-bound. Every feasible goal must have a deadline, and every objective that helps you to reach your overall goal must also have a deadline, 
By this I mean a time frame in which you aim to achieve what you had initially set out to. Without any time-based markers, people's tasks can be lost in the ether, along with their motivation. People don't tend to work well in an uncertain or ambiguous environment, and the same goes when it comes to completing the objectives of your strategy. When everybody has a deadline, something to work towards, there's a sense of urgency and excitement that makes businesses achieve their goals in a timely manner. Setting smart objectives gives your market segmentation strategy direction and focus, which allows you to achieve your goals in a professional and effective manner. It saves time by avoiding potential mistakes. It optimizes your use of resources and clarifies the decision-making process. Now that's smart. Number two on your checklist, utilize every aspect of the marketing mix. So, you know your overall goal and you've set your objectives which will ensure that you get there, but have you analyzed the wider market? The marketing mix is a key foundation for many marketing strategies and business plans, and that's because it stretches over almost every aspect that you need to consider for accurate strategizing and planning. The marketing mix encompasses seven P's, and those are product, price, place, promotion, physical evidence, people, and processes. I'll go through each of the seven P's of the marketing mix right now. The first P of the marketing mix is product. Now this could be a physical product, a service, or an experience. Product essentially refers to something being sold. You need to assess the key characteristics of what you're selling and make sure that it meets or exceeds the expectations of your target market. The next P in the marketing mix is price. This refers to the cost of your product, service, or experience. If your product has a super low price in a luxury-only store, or you've set an extremely high price and you're a budget brand, you risk losing loyal customers and future prospects. The price should correlate with your budget so that you make a profit, it should also reflect the customer's perceived value of your offering. Now our next P of the marketing mix is place. Place is where you choose to distribute your product. So you could be selling via a cloud-based platform, an e-commerce shop, from a brick and mortar store or from a warehouse. The place that you choose to sell has to be accessible and appropriate for your ideal audience. Next is promotion. So how do you communicate your offerings to your audience? Your promotional methods could be traditional, so radio, television, newspapers and billboards, for example, or they could be modern, digital methods, like social media, ads on a podcast, ads within web content, email marketing, or push notifications, for example. You need your audience to be able to see your message, so there's no use in appearing in a newspaper if your ideal audience gets their news online, and vice versa. Similarly, you need to communicate with your audience using a tone and voice that's both appropriate and correlates with your brand personality. Next, we get to physical evidence, and this means two things. Number one, evidence that purchases or transactions took place. So this evidence could come in the form of tracking information, receipts or invoices or PDFs, for example. Secondly, physical evidence in the form of proof of the existence of your brand. So this could come in the form of a sign on your building, your website, branded clothing, business cards, the list goes on. At the end of the day, people want to buy from businesses that they trust. And if you don't seem genuine, then you shouldn't expect a repeat purchase. Physical evidence shows that you're legitimate and a reliable brand. 
Now we come to the sixth P of the marketing mix, and that's people. This is anyone who's involved in the business directly or indirectly. It refers to the people who deliver the product, service, or experience to the business's customers. So this could really be anything from consultants to customer service representatives. It's important that you consider every person who's involved in helping your business to achieve its goals. Remember, no man is an island and you need your team on side. The seventh and final P of the marketing mix is processes. These are a series of actions taken in delivering the experienced product or service to the customer. It could be how you distribute the product, your post-purchase customer care, or your payment systems, for example. Whilst the seven P's of the marketing mix are undoubtedly effective and significant, there's another model edging its way in, as businesses and people become less focused on purchase and sale and more focused on experience. Enter the four E's of experiential marketing. The four E's are beginning to take over and it's clear to see why. People no longer want to be spoken to as a customer or a number. They want to be spoken to as a human, a living, breathing person who has thoughts, feelings and desires. This is why we've seen a shift from customer experience and user experience to the lesser known human experience, which focuses more on human values and purpose. But back to the four E's. The first aspect of the four E's is experience. Experience here doesn't just mean one single action and how that action made the customer feel. Experience means the total experience that a customer has, each touch point and pain point and everything in between. Experience can be measured and optimized by facilitating a buyer's journey that delights customers at each and every stage. Our second E is every place. This means full omnichannel experience. That's right, brands using the four E's make sure they're available in every place that their customers are. This includes selling, marketing, and communicating with customers in a way that creates streamlined, integrated customer experiences, no matter how, where, or when the person reaches out. Brands that really want to deliver experiential marketing will ensure that their website, social media, high street store, telephone presence, e-commerce shop, and everything else are all cohesive and offer experiences that are seamless. Next, we have exchange. Pricing strategies have changed. They're flexible and often unfixed. Nowadays, customers don't want to just run to whoever has the cheapest price. It's about what else is offered alongside the initial purchase. This could mean discounts, loyalty programs, free items, or anything that can truly offer a great experience. Next, we have evangelism. The fourth and finally is all about turning your customers into avid brand advocates who essentially promote your brand, product or service for you simply because they are loyal and love what you do. This means positive word of mouth marketing. So how do you create brand evangelists? You do so by offering the best experiences that you can, by catering to personal needs and tailoring products to the best of your ability in a way that's consistently memorable and shows purpose. Understanding each aspect of the four E's and the seven P's of the marketing mix will give you a more concise idea of the market the consumers that you want to target within it, and will help to analyse current competition, as well as enabling you to create an enviable end-to-end -end customer experience. The third and final point on our market segmentation strategy checklist is establish your target audience. Setting objectives and understanding the marketing mix helps to establish your target audience. Once you know what your aim is and whether or not it's possible to get there, determining who you want as your audience becomes a whole lot easier. So, in order to establish your target audience, you do so by researching, gathering data, and then analysing that data in order to accurately segment a market. 
Once you've completed the process of market segmentation, you then create what are called personas. So we'll go back to the start and go through data gathering and analysis. There are many resources available to you that allow you to collect and analyze the valuable data that you need in order to accurately segment your chosen market. One of the primary methods of gathering and analyzing digital data is web analytics. This would mean using a tool such as Google Analytics. Another way is via social media insights or social media analytics. Both of these approaches gather quantitative data, which enables you to gain a deeper knowledge of your audience's demographic, geographic, psychographic, and behavioral characteristics. This is the data that you analyze in order to create authentic, valuable market segments. Many brands will use this data alongside more qualitative data gathering methods, like organic research, which includes focus groups, online surveys, case studies, or even free public resources in order to add to their hyper-personalized approaches. After gathering, analyzing, and validating your market segmentation data, it's time to create your buyer personas. Buyer personas are a fictional, generalized representation of your ideal customer. It's a profile that you create which describes your typical, ideal target consumer based on your market segmentation research. Buyer personas help marketers, salespeople, and businesses to internalize the perfect person that they wish to attract i.e. someone who needs, wants, or simply will enjoy what you have to offer, and someone who's likely to become a loyal customer and brand advocate in return. In order to formulate a typical buyer persona, you must first create a profile. This profile contains all the demographic, geographic, psychographic, and behavioral factors that you ideally want in a customer. You can also include pain points, goals, and buying patterns, but that depends on how deeply you wish to design your ideal target consumer. Building buyer personas to represent the segments of your customer base is simple if you refer to your customers as real people and carefully consider their real needs, wants and requirements when creating these personas. Creating a buyer persona based on your market segmentation research and data aids in the decision-making process and streamlines your lead generation efforts. By defining your target audience, you can then create content, promotions and offer products and services that are highly tailored and personalised to fit each specific need of your perfectly targeted segments. So we come to our conclusion. In a world that's inundated with competitive companies and saturated markets, the only way for a brand to really be seen is to offer authentically personalized products, services, experiences, content, and messages. And how do you accomplish this? Through clever, accurate market segmentation. And whether you're a complete beginner or a total pro, re-evaluating your methods and criteria is a must if you want to continue to grow as a company and thrive. The three points that we've gone over are fundamental features when it comes to your market segmentation success. So, be sure to tick them all off your list if you want your market segmentation to be truly insightful, actionable and effective. If you like this podcast, then you can subscribe for free via any podcast app or on Spotify. Feel free to share with a friend if you feel like they might enjoy it. And don't forget, you can find other resources like guides, videos, blogs, and infographics over on our website at www.hurry.co. Thanks for listening.